Hello, 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 and welcome into the ninth episode of the Monorail Minute Podcast. I am Clayton, your host, and today is Wednesday, May 24th, 2023, and it is our second edition of History Wednesday on the Monorail Minute Podcast. And today we will be talking through the attractions that were there for Disneyland's opening day, as well as which attractions were and were not present at the time of Walt's passing. The reason for this topic is I was having a bit of a random dinner conversation with my grandma the other day, and she's a big Disney fan like I am, like my wife is, like my grandfather is, so we were talking about Disney like we do quite often, and she's about 85 years old, so she's really seen a lot of these things in the Disney universe from start to finish, and We were talking about some of the attractions that Walt touched versus what he didn't. And I reminded her that, that, hey, Walt passed in 1966, and it wasn't until 1971 that Walt Disney World in Florida opened. And to think that there was roughly a five-year gap seemed larger than she remembered. But, of course, that's the truth. So we were talking about some things like that and some attractions that he was part of versus what came after his passing and ultimately just led to an interesting conversation about what was there for Disneyland opening day. So that's actually what we'll be talking through today because doing some research on this, I found some very interesting nuggets that I wanted to pass along. So to jump right in, we will start off with going through each of the attractions and exhibits that were there for the 1955 opening of Disneyland. So Disneyland opened on July 17th of that year, 1955. And very quick aside before we hop in, doing research on opening day, there was one very interesting discrepancy that I kept seeing, and that was that no one really seems to have an accurate idea of what the temperature was that day. Again, this seems like a bit of an odd thing to quickly talk about, but to see some folks claim that it was in the upper 70s in degrees Fahrenheit, and to others claim that it was over 100 degrees in the 103, 104, 105 range, It's pretty interesting to hear that gap because that is huge, you know, 77, 78 versus 105. That isn't small. And to think that, you know, 1955 in some respects was a long time ago, but in others, it certainly wasn't. And just to know that we obviously didn't track weather that well that back then. And again, not all that long ago. So... I don't know, huge discrepancy. Maybe we'll get back into talking about this at at some point, but very quick aside, I wanted to go through because I I was shocked by that. But anyway, I'll start off by going through a list of the opening day attractions. I'll be pointing out what exists today still. And also, there's a few interesting ones on here that I frankly have never heard about and have heard about for the first time doing research for this episode. So I'll definitely be curious to hear which of these attractions you guys knew about and and which ones are, are news to you. 
So, for opening day attractions, starting with the Main Street USA portion of the park, there was a Bank of America, which is very cool to hear about. Apparently, Walt wanted a working bank within Disneyland, so Bank of America is actually the very first listed item here. There was also a horse-drawn fire wagon, which now sits on display in the town square portion of the park at the fire department. There was also two other horse-drawn things, a horse-drawn surrey and a horse-drawn trolley. And then the first the first listed item that is still open today is the Main Street Cinema. It originally showed some different silent movies of the time period. So that was open on opening day and still exists today. Maybe then next is the most shocking thing of all of the opening day attractions, in my opinion. There was apparently a shop called the Wizard of Bras, which had intimate apparel. And I thought that was incredibly shocking. Not something that I expected to see on this list at all. But apparently it was small and only lasted about a year or actually a little bit less than that. But there was also a Penny Arcade, which still exists today. The Santa Fe and Disneyland Railroad, which of course still exists today and is known as the Disneyland Railroad. And then going on to Tomorrowland, Autopia was there for opening day, which of course still exists. Then what was called Clock of the World, that was at the entrance to Tomorrowland. And it showed the time at a bunch of different locations all throughout the world and spanned across obviously a bunch of different time zones. There was Circorama USA, which showed a 360-degree film. There was Space Station X-1, which also, also showed a film called The World Beneath Us. There were Phantom Boats that were also known as Tomorrowland Boats. The Montesanto Hall of Chemistry. The Aluminum Hall of Fame. And Rocket to the Moon. So just to quickly compare Tomorrowland versus Main Street. Quite a few things on Main Street still exist today. Within Tomorrowland, which I guess this in hindsight makes sense given that it is the land of the future. There's only one attraction still open today and that's Autopia. And as we all know, that is something that is probably not going to be sticking around all that much longer if I had to guess or it's going to get a significant refurbishment but but we shall see moving on to Fantasyland and I was impressed going through this list there are a ton of attractions from Fantasyland's opening day that still exist today so first Canal Boats of the World that actually opened uh, yeah, on opening day, but closed essentially immediately, just roughly two months later, and then became the storybook Canal Boats, which I'm sure we're all familiar with. Then King Arthur's Carousel still open, Mad Tea Party, which of course is still open, Mr. Toe's Wild Ride, which is still open, Mickey Mouse Club Theater, which is not open, but that showed 3D Disney cartoons for opening day. 
Then there was Peter Pan's Flight, which, of course, is still open, and I recently put on my most overrated attractions list. So so go back and listen to last Friday's episode to hear about that, or actually two Fridays ago. Snow White's Scary Adventures, which, of course, is still open, but has seen some pretty significant refurbishments and is considerably less scary today than it was when it first opened. And then also Casey Jr. Circus Train, which is still open. So again, to repeat myself, quite a few of the Fantasyland attractions that that were there for opening day still exist today. Now for Adventureland, there was only one attraction at that was open at that point for opening day, and that was the world-famous Jungle Cruise. And of course, that is still open today. And then in Frontierlands, quite a few of these no longer exist. So to, to run through this list, a couple Davy Crockett attractions right off the bat. So we had the Davy Crockett Frontier Museum and then the Davy Crockett Arcade. Those The, the arcade was located inside the museum. Of course, that doesn't exist. We had the Golden Horseshoe Saloon which showed a musical variety show, but does not exist any longer. The Mark Twain Steamboat, which is still around. And then these last couple, there was something called a Mule Pack, a Conestogo Wagon and Stagecoach, a Miniature Horse Corral, and the Indian Village, where in this village that ended up closing in 1971, the same year that Walt Disney World opened, um, Walt really wanted an Indian village and Indians performing tribal dances. So that's what exactly happened there on opening day and then lasted until 1971. And so that covers the list of opening day attractions couple things on this as I've reflected on throughout it's really cool to hear about all the different attractions that were there for opening day and know that so many of them still exist it just really makes me appreciate all of those attractions even more to know that you know Mad Tea Party or Jungle Cruise or Autopia that those were there when the park opened and Walt had a significant role in their creation and their opening. So very cool, just the high percentage, or I guess relatively high, or all things considered high percentage of attractions that are still open today. Yeah, they've seen changes throughout the years, but still that these are really pieces of history, these attractions. So pretty cool there. And then I... I have to, I can't help myself, but to quickly go back to what was definitely the most shocking attraction or thing to see on the list of opening day stores and and rides and all that and attractions. And that, again, is the Wizard of Bras. I cannot believe in hindsight that that ever existed, but not totally shocking at all to me to know that it did not last very long. And, and definitely let me know in the comments if you knew that the Wizard of Bras existed at Disneyland for its opening day. Now, those are the opening day attractions. The next thing I want to quickly touch on before we wrap up are the next attractions that opened in Disneyland and still exist today 
up until Walt's passing and then the couple of attractions that opened immediately following that happening. And again, each of these exist still today. So on August 16th of 1955, so relatively shortly after the opening, just actually almost exactly a month later, Dumbo the Flying Elephant opened. And then June 16th of the following year, 1956, the Pirate's Lair on Tom Sawyer Island opened. July 4th, 1956, Davy Crockett's Explorer Canoes opened. And then July 12th, 1957, the Frontierland Shootin' Exposition opened up. And then a couple fun ones coming up here. So June 14th, 1958, Alice in Wonderland, which of course is a classic attraction. June 14th, 1958, so same date, the sailing ship Columbia opened. The very first day of 1959, which 1959 was a big year for Disney, um, January 1st, the Dapper Dans began their first performances in Disneyland. And then the reason I say 1959 was a big year is because that was the same year the monorail opened. That was June 14th. And then also on June 14th, the Matterhorn bobsleds opened, the very first roller coaster that Disneyland ever opened. That was also 1959. So quite a few big attractions opening late 50s, especially 1959. Then fast forward about four years to June 23rd, 1963. That's when the Tiki Room opened. And then on July 18th, 1965, the Disneyland story presenting great moments with Mr. Lincoln opened. And then shortly after that, May 28th, 1966, It's a Small World opened for the first time. And then that was actually the last attraction opening, or at least of attractions that still exist today. The last opening that Walt was alive for, unfortunately. So Walt passed away on December 15th, 1966. So a couple months later in the year after It's a Small World opened. And then after that, I'll I'll run through some of the most notable attractions that opened up after his passing. So these are all attractions that really I'm sure he knew about. A lot of them I I know the backstory on that he was pretty involved with or had asked, especially in the case of Haunted Mansion, had asked uh, Imagineers to begin working on and he knew quite a bit about, but... To run through, so Pirates of the Caribbean, Haunted Mansion in 1969, Main Street Electrical Parade in 72, Space Mountain in 77, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad in 79, Pinocchio's Daring Journey in 83, Splash Mountain in 1989, And I could obviously keep going on and on and on, but those are some of the biggest attractions, really, period, at at Disney properties. And to know that some of those last ones, again, especially Pirates, Haunted Mansion, Space Mountain, Big Thunder, Splash, those are all attractions that opened up after Walt's death, especially getting down there. You know, Splash Mountain, that was all the way in 1989 when that opened, and of course that is about to close so 
the gap between 1966 and 1989 is, of course, a big one. But as mentioned, things like Pirates, Haunted Mansion, Walt was very, very, very involved with, even though he didn't live for the opening. But that's going to conclude our episode for today. We are about at the 16-minute mark. Hope you enjoyed going through the list of attractions that were open for Disneyland's opening day. I'm sure, like myself, you were surprised by some and also happy to hear how many are still open. And then definitely a bit sad to reflect on, but interesting nonetheless to hear about some of the attractions that that didn't end up opening until after Walt's passing, especially because some of them are pretty significant attractions and I'm guessing are probably the favorites of quite a few of you out there listening. So wanted to make sure we ran through those. But anyway, that concludes our episode. Thank you everybody for listening. Hope you have a very great rest of your Wednesday and a very magical rest of your day. And yeah, thank you everybody once again for listening and I will talk to you tomorrow for our Thursday news day. Thanks everybody.